Welcome to the Black Knight Nation podcast, your source for the latest information about your Army Black Knights, with your host, Sal Interdonato. We're back, Black Knight Nation podcast here. We have a special guest uh, tonight, Cole Masick former Army fullback, and now he's an MMA fighter. And uh, first, um, that intro is kill. We're making waves here, Cole. The Black Nation podcast is making waves when you get your own intro, right? Uh, it- yes, I love the intro. Got me fired up. That was that was good. Uh, you can follow us now on all the uh, podcast platforms. We're just about on any. Uh, you could ask Alexa to play Black Knight Nation podcast. I, I did it today, and it actually worked. And it was like the highlight of my day other than Christmas shopping for my wife. You know, so uh, – yeah, uh, follow us. Yeah, follow us on. Um, you can follow us on all the platforms, and if you look below, there'll be a, a running uh, a crawl with all that. And and Cole's also Instagram and uh, Twitter are on there too. So fo- give give Cole a follow. Um, real, I mean, Cole, I was talking about you last night on the podcast with um some 2010 um Army football players, Steve Anderson and Jason Johnson. That you were the most one of the most uh, fun guys I've interviewed on the Army football team um, in, in my 12 years on the beat with the newspaper. We just had a, we just had fun. It wasn't so much, you know, when I covered the team, yeah, it was about football. I didn't want it to be about West Point. I wanted to get into the characters and the personalities of the players. And you were one that I de- definitely was, you know, gravitated to. Just first off, tell me a little bit about how let's take it from the start. How do you end up at West Point? How, how are you recruited? Cause I know you had a pretty good wrestling career too, right? Yeah, I did. Uh, I, uh, I actually was probably a better wrestler than I was a football player to be honest with you. But, um, I, uh, I wanted to play football. I, uh, I had some offers and, uh, they were all kind of, you know, division one, double a smaller schools and then army, you know, kind of came and was like, well, with this, whip this kid into shape, you know? So they, they obviously did a good job and, and in recruiting me and whatnot and um i uh you know i fell in love with it right from the jump and me and me and you know we obviously went on the uh, official visit and it was you know awesome we had we had such a good time and the campus is beautiful uh met some really cool people the coaches were awesome and you know it's a typical you know um i went to west point simply to you know go play football and then you go for you know you realize that you're there for a different reason but it was really fun and i really enjoyed like the whole process of getting recruited and whatnot i remember whenever i actually got a call from coach bateman he was at ball state and um initially he was you know i was waiting on a call for him to you know give me an offer there out in indiana a little small school he called me i was at a wrestling tournament and he was like hey man I got good news and bad news. The bad news is I don't have my job at Ball State anymore. The good news is, is that I just got hired at West Point. And I was like, what's that? <laughs> so I didn't, even know, I didn't know what it was. I told my dad, I was like, hey, man, I got an official visit at West Point next week. I'm not sure what it is, but we're going to go. And he like looked at me. He was like, are you kidding me? Like West, like Army? And I was like, I think so. So that's kind of how that whole thing started. And then uh, it just took off from there. Yeah, and then I guess uh, freshman year, right? Freshman year there, you, you you try to work your way up the depth chart, and then sophomore. Well, did you got to play special teams freshman year? No or no? I did, I did. I was the, uh, as you know, the captain of the hands team. Yeah, 
they'd have promoted to major, but we'll get into that. Um, I did. I played kickoff, kickoff return, uh, all the all the special teams. That, that's kind of where I made my money. That's how I got into the travel squad. Was just you know, Coach Munkin, obviously, you know, is a big special teams guy, and I know that there was no chance that I was gonna you know get my uh, you know start or do whatever I had to do at linebacker with Andrew King and Jeremy Tenth playing at middle linebacker because I was backing those guys up. I was like third, fourth string there. So I was like, well, I have to make my money on special teams. And um, I just worked worked my butt off and um, was fortunate enough to make the travel squad um, as a freshman. So that was uh, that was a really good experience for me. So and then and then after freshman year, right, they move you to the full they move you to the B back, right? Correct. Yeah. I what, what was that conversation like? Was that just another chance to get maybe higher on the depth chart and get on the field? Or there was no conversation. It was I showed up in the locker room one day and I had a black jersey instead of a white jersey in my locker room, and my number went from fifty three to forty five. And I was like, "Well, I guess I'm playing fullback now, so this will be fun." So we'll we'll see. But nothing, no conversation at all. But it you know it worked out. It was awesome. Yeah, I guess um, in that time, you know, Army's just starting to build that stable of fullbacks, right? With um, Darnell Wolfolk and um, Andy Davidson moving, also moving from defense, right? Andy Davidson did also do, make make the move from defense to fullback. Um, and I, man, talk about this all four season for you. I mean, you did get an opportunity to play, you get an opportunity to shine. You had a couple hundred yard games your sophomore year. Yeah, it was fun, man. Um, Darnell. Andy and myself were kind of like the main three guys, you know, some really, uh, some really talented guys, you know, that I, that I sat behind. So um, I was, uh, I was fortunate enough to be able to kind of, you know, work my way into the lineup here and there. And, you know, when I had my opportunity to shine, I did the best that I could. I had a couple hundred yard games, Um, but it was fun, man. I mean, I really did enjoy it. And it was, it was, I mean, I played running back in high school, so it wasn't like I never, carried the ball before so sure. um they were basically just like cole go get five yards and i was like sounds like a plan so i just you know they'd give me the ball and i'd run and do what i could you know it was fun yeah i guess the game it must have been the game against lafayette where you had a had a had a kind of a quote breakout game right i mean it was a breakout game your first hundred yard game i remember uh you made the back page of our newspaper at the time tower record where i was working at the time I think it was like making noise, making his noise, or something. Something like that was the back page. You remember that? Yeah, I'm in my parents' house right now. But if I was at my house where where I live, because uh, I'm home for the holidays, um, I've got I've got the whole thing framed. So I'd be sitting right in front of it for you right now if I was. But wow. uh, um, yeah, no, that was super cool, man. Um, just to be able to like you know all the hard work that I put in to to playing football. And eventually being able to get noticed for it in, in that in that manner was really, really cool. And um, I was like a local celebrity for a little bit, you know. It was super fun. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Um, uh, we just had a your buddy – I guess your buddy Kel Walker pop in saying uh, saying hi on, on, the, on the messages there. Uh, talk about like Kel and, and your relationship with Kel. I mean, he, he was definitely an engaging guy, no doubt. Yeah, man, Cal's a good dude, man. What's up, brother? How you doing? I miss that kid. He was one of my, he was one of my favorite uh, youngins to to come through, man. I, I try to take him under my wing a little bit, and um, we had fun, dude. He's a he's a good kid. Him and uh, Dejon, Dejon ended up going to uh, Delaware. Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, those are my two favorite, man. I love those kids, dude. 
I think I think they just uh, I think that kind of, that group uh Kelvin Hopkins, uh Jalen McClinton and Kel Walker recently graduated West Point. They were yep. December grads. So, you know, congratulations to them for getting through West Point and now becoming officers. Um I want to get to one of my favorite interviews of all time, right? <laughs> I think it was after a practice. It's during the 2016 elections and uh you know, it's Donald Trump uh is pretty hot topic there and uh we got into the topic of Normally, I would not touch political at all. Nothing political issues at all. You know, I just straight on sports guy. But, you know, we got to talking about the election and uh, where your vote went that year. And uh, and then you, ha- then you had one of the best blogs I've ever written my entire life. You know, I, I mean, I can't believe that's an article, like an actual written article to this day. Like I posted that on Facebook a couple months ago and people are like, what is this? Like, is this real? <laughs> yeah, basically, you you made a statement that uh, Donald Trump wouldn't become, he wouldn't have won Pence, the state of Pennsylvania without your vote, right? I mean. By that statement, man, that is absolutely correct. My vote had so much weight to it that it swung the entire state and then hence swung the election because Pennsylvania, if you don't remember, 2016, Pennsylvania was the swing state that swung the election and Hillary Clinton was, was, she was out front. She was out front and then I voted. And then all of a sudden when they seen that vote come in, it went red. So I don't, I don't know how that could have been possible without them just taking my vote into serious account. I think some people might, uh, some people wish that would have happened this, this in 2020, you know, did you, you, did you have the power to do it in 2020? That's, I guess that's my question. So soon we're going to find out here soon. But um, I hope so. I really do. Yeah, I mean, that was, uh, like I said, that was what, uh, see, back then, would that made the paper? No, but you could put that on a blog. And, like, I honestly, I don't know how much my bosses or the newspaper editors really checked my blog, you know? At that point, <laughs> the blog was really hot. I think I that year I might have won uh, best blog in New York State. I'm not sure. And I'm sure I sent that entry. Just as you know, as, as proof that you know the blog was a little something different. So, uh, yeah, blog, that was fun. Blog swung the entire uh, that it swung it for you. That was the reason why you won. Was that that blog? There. I, I think I think it might be. I think it might be. I think it yeah, might be. That was incredible, man. That was uh, we had so much fun doing that. And um, yeah, we'll see what happens. You know, come time January. But um, you know, I'm a Trump guy. We got we got the hat right here. You still got the Trump hat. Absolutely. Nice. Of course, you know, nice. so we'll, we'll see what happens, but, and I don't want to get too political with this, you know, because yeah. I know 2016 and 2020, they're two different times right now. So yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Know, we, we'll, we'll see what happens. We were talking, I mean, I want to get to this a little later. We're going to touch on your MMA, MMA uh, how you got started with MMA next, but I wanted to touch a little bit on when you were at West Point, you guys kind of had a group that had a lot of fun, right? You had your stuff, you had yourself the noise, right? You had Jimmy, ha- yeah, Jimmy Hammersticks, correct, uh, sir. Um, I'm forgetting what Chandler Ramirez's nickname was. Ramrod. Okay, you had Chandler Ramirez yeah. and uh, who am I missing? Schaefer Swan, right? Swan. Max Swan. Regan too. Was we- Max Re- Max Regan in the group too, or no? Max Regan, Two Cheeks Regan. We had Winston Smith T, also oh, yeah. uh, Titty Boy. We had Boomer Backett, Luke Peterman, Tyler Lampy, and Joe Corliss. Those are the 10. Those are the, wow. those, those are the big 10 right there. Now, there was a band. You guys did have a band. 
at West Point or you didn't have a band at West Point or was that fictitious? No, that was a, that was a, that was a fraternity that we had started. I myself being the president, that's PHK. And those were the 10 funnest guys at the entire Academy. Um, bar none, hands down. So not technically a band, but. Oh, okay. But uh, although I do, I do, uh, I do play a little guitar myself. Um, okay. but, but no, we, uh, no, we had some fun, man. We had a really good time. We all got close together. Uh, freshman year, I mean, me, me, Chandler, uh, James, Max, Schaefer, we were all super close, but we ended up all like living together in the summer freshman going to sophomore year and Grant Barracks on the top floor. And then Joe, Tyler, Winston, Boomer, and Luke kind of all were, were there as well. And everybody was like close, but it just brought us all together. We, you know, we'd make, you know, it's tough to to go out and have fun when you're, you know, you have practice every single day, five in the morning um, and you're kind of stuck there, but we'd made the most out of it. You know, we'd go out and, you know, do whatever we could just to, um, you know, keep it light, keep it cool and just, you know, have as much fun as we could, but uh, it brought us all together and we're still best friends to this day. Nice, man. You made me think about mat drills oh. when you said five, a, five, a, I don't know if you were be a fan of mat drills, were you? Uh, the biggest fan. I love Matt Charles. Every single morning, it was great. <laughs> no, I haven't met anybody who's a fan of Matt Charles, man. But uh, but it'll make you tough. It'll make you a tough son of a bitch going through that. I mean, um, you know, just a- afterwards, you know, like whenever I eventually left West Point and you know went to you know university and you know that I'm doing MMA and stuff. Whenever I hear people complaining about you know little things, I'm like, you never. You never went through what I went through at this place with Matt Drills being on the top of the list. So yeah. uh, I don't want to hear it. And like, honestly, that's, you know, that type of, you know, um, that the stuff that I went through there was, is, is, uh, it's very, it's helped me a lot in my, you know, real estate career, MMA career, just staying self disciplined and all that stuff. Would you put Matt Drills ahead of uh, the military training as tougher than military training or, or would you, wouldn't you go there? 100%. Yes. Yeah. But the, the military trainings, I mean, it's, 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 it's a lot of, it's your mentality. It's very, it's very mental. Um, people yelling at you. And um, I mean, basically you just have to be at the right place at the right time, always on time. Um, physically, it's not very hard, but Matt drills is you've got, you've got people yelling in your face, your coach is screaming at you, but it's also very physically demanding. Like, one of the hardest things that I've ever done. And I went through four fight camps now and I don't think I've had a practice that's been as hard as Matt drills out in the freezing cold five in the morning, 10 degrees outside sprint. I mean, but that's what, you know, made us all close, you know, you know, going through hard stuff like that brings you together as, as people. And, um, you know, looking back on it, I wouldn't have it any other way. Nice. Now maybe we can transition to the MMA uh, and how you get your MMA. What made you uh, kind of, you know, start the MMA, gravitate toward an MMA career. What is it something that you watch? I'm guessing it's probably something that you watched growing up, no doubt, right? Maybe. And what what, what got you into MMA, so to speak? Sure, man. I, uh, I've always been a big um, mixed martial arts fan. I grew up watching UFC. Um, I was a big fan of uh, George St. Pierre growing up. He was one of my favorites. I just loved watching him. And um, I wrestled from the time I was six 
when I was a little kid, I used to watch wrestling. I wanted to be like Stone Cold Steve Austin. So my dad said he was going to sign me up for wrestling. And I was like, I'm all in. So I went to my first wrestling practice. I tried to hit a kid with a Stone Cold Stunner and I got kicked out of practice the first day. Like this is how it works. So I went back, I went back to the drawing board and, you know, I went from that to, you know, eventually going off to my, uh, you know, all throughout high school, I wrestled, you know, so that I had that background and, um, I mean, I would still mess around on the mats from time to time, even at West Point. Uh, and then whenever I got done, I started coaching my high school team and was getting into that. And then I also started getting a little bit of kickboxing on the side just to like, you know, it was, it was the first time that, you know, from the time I was six, I wasn't competing in anything. I was just going to college. I was done with sports. And um, I guess I kind of wanted to, you know, fulfill that, you know, that need to and that drive to uh, – compete in something in some type of um athletic to just you know to something to do on the side so i started kickboxing a little bit and i started getting pretty good at it and i had a, i had a, a knack for it so my coach was just kind of like you should you should start doing mma you're like you know so i got into that I had a fight and the rest is history i've had four fights now um my uh my coaches are great they you know they teach me it's a hard sport because you've got to know jujitsu. You've got to know how to box, how to do kickboxing, throw kicks, and you've got to know how to wrestle. Um, there's a lot of aspects to it that you really need to be good at. It's not just like football where you got to know one thing and be very good at it. MMA is so broad, so it's, it takes a long time to get good at, and we're just we're just getting started with it. So so far, I'm 4-0. Hopefully, one more win will take me pro, and um, we'll see where it takes me, man. That'd be unreal. It would be really unreal. I've, I've, I've fought, I'm not a huge, I can't say I'm a huge fan of MMA, but definitely what, you know, follow it when you're, when you have your fights and uh, wow, just, just, in, just incredible. Does it come, does it come easy? Is it easy for you? Would you say, I mean, when you get out there or no? No, I mean, it's, it's, it's not, it's the hardest sport I've ever done. And, and I was, you know, playing fullback going up against, you know, some of the biggest, strongest dudes you will ever see playing, you know, Playing football at Army was the, you know, one of the hardest things I've ever done. You know, MMA, it's a different type of hard, but um, it's uh, it's very challenging. It is because it, it mentally, you know, you could feel really good one day and do very well. And then the next day, like, you're like, oh, damn, like, I got, I got some work to do. Like, you know, it's just, it's very, it is, it's the hardest sport. So it, it, it never comes easy. I try to stay calm, cool, and collected, especially fight day. I mean, the hard part is the practice, you know, the, the, the three hours in the gym, you know, spar, you know, you get an hour and a half of sparring and then you got to do another hour and a half of jujitsu where you're rolling and grappling and, um, and you got coaches yelling in your face. That's the hard part. And it should be the hard part because the easy part should be when you go out and you put on a performance for all the people watching at home. And, um, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely it's definitely tough. But um, I would say, as far as like my fights, my fights have been easy because I put the preparation in beforehand. Yeah. So when uh, I guess you, your army nickname carried over for your first fight, and now you're you're going under a different nickname, right? When you your MMA career. Yeah, yeah the the Prince of Pittsburgh. That's uh, that's the that's the fight nickname, man. The noise will always be a thing. It, always like it, the. You know, it's just that was uh, that was a really good time in my life. But I've moved on to a different point in my life. And um, 
I've grown up in Pittsburgh. I live in Pittsburgh my entire life. And um, Pits, uh, princes are always handsome, like myself. So we've got, we've got, uh, you know, the, I just, I, I always, I, every time I fight, I fight for the entire city of Pittsburgh. Like my last fight, I won the belt. I told everybody it was for the whole city. I mean, like I, I've lived in the city. I, I will forever love this city. And so, um, you know, it kind of just stuck and we're going to ride through it. And hopefully one day I make it big and I'll get on the national, uh, the national TV and be fighting in front of everybody and be able to put Pittsburgh on a map. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, it, guys uh, who are watching this live, if you have any comments or questions uh, to ask uh, Cole or myself, please uh, send them in. Uh, we'll put them up and we'll do our best to answer them. Uh, I think it was your, I don't know if you still do this, but in, I think it was one of the first fights I saw pictures of you wore a, uh, you went to the ring in a, in a shirt with, with Brandon Jackson's name on it, um, former Army football player um, who passed away in a car accident um, his sophomore year. How, why do you still do that? And why did you do that? And was still tied to Army by doing that, uh, representing so much the, the brotherhood, so to speak? Oh, absolutely. I've done it for every single one of my fights, and I'll do it for every fight that I that I that I ever do. You know, I. Uh, you know, he's part of the reason that I, that I fight. I mean, I fight for myself. I fight for, uh, my family and, uh, you know, obviously, you know, the city of Pittsburgh and just, um, and because I love it, but you know, Brandon's definitely a part of the reason I fight that I would be lying to you if there was days where I wasn't in the gym, like completely exhausted, tired. And I told myself, you know, in the back of my head, like, you know, you know, like, I just think of, you know, what happened to him and, you know, how tragic that was. And that was one of like the, 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 the hardest moments of my life where, you know, we, obviously that news was broken to us and, you know, me and Brandon were very close. We were in the same company and just a really good kid. And, you know, I, um, you know, I, I've got his, I got, you know, his number and the day that he died tattooed on me. So I'll always wear his, um, that little, uh, t-shirt out for uh to walk out for my fights um you know brand was a really good kid and we just uh you know that was obviously tough just uh dealing with that as a as a team and you know he'll always be on my heart and you know i'll always fight for him and i know he's all he's looking down on every one of us yeah, you know, they, Cole, they say the Army football team is playing for something bigger than you – know, you're playing for something bigger than yourselves. You're playing not only for the brotherhood, but you're playing for, you know, the guys who are serving out there. Um, but for you, I mean, you're like you said, you're fighting for not – this is not – it doesn't seem like it's a much of an individual – sometimes you see MMA fighters, and maybe their personalities are – it's all about them, right? I mean, it seems like you – you even said it, you're fighting – for more than this, than this yourself, right? Is that what kind of gets you through those? Like you said, it gets you through those practices and gets you, you know, really to a point where, Hey, I think I can take this to the next level too, and maybe do something with this. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, like I, um, I know that, you know, I, I work really hard and I know that, you know, I'm talented and I just want to see what I want to see where, it can take me. I want to give everything that I have into this. And at the end of the day that I know, I know that there's people out there that have it worse than me. And, you know, there's people out there, you know, like Brandon that aren't even here right now. And so, um, I want to give everything that I have to just, um, to those, to those people, you know, and just not just for myself, 
because I mean, fighting for myself is, is one thing, but fighting for my friends, my family, my city, you know, um, everybody out there who's served our country, Brandon, um, it's just, uh, it, it's basically what keeps me going through the sport. Cause at the end of the day, the sports, it's, it's very, very challenging. And there's days where I don't want to be in the gym and I don't want to train twice a day. And I've got to fight in three weeks and I've got, you know, two, three practices and I've got to make sure that I'm eating healthy and I don't, I don't eat the, the cookies that my mom made for dinner. You know, that it's, it's tough, but you know, I've got to keep those things that keep me going and, and, and drive me to, uh, to be successful in the sport because it's, you know, it's obviously very, very challenging. Yeah, no doubt. Before we came on, you talked about what it's like, um, bit, bit to have fights with no fans. Um, Maybe a couple of your early fights obviously were with fans in attendance, right? Your last couple haven't been or? Just the last one. Okay. What was that like for you? How much different was it for you to kind of just be, it's you, it's you, the referee, your opponent, and maybe judges, right? I guess. I don't know. There are not many people people at, at, at the scene. So It was the weirdest thing I've ever experienced in my entire life. Like, it felt like I was just in practice, like in the gym just sparring you know and we were locked in a cage and i could hear everything all my coaches were saying i could hear his coaches and it was different it was definitely different but um you know i usually like my first three fights i've had i had you know all my friends and my family and uh friends of friends um everybody was there cheering me on you know i mean there were so many people cheering me on that they actually booed the other dude walking out like <laughs> Pretty, it was pretty hilarious, but um, it was just different this time because I like it, I didn't have that energy to feed off of. And you know me, Sal. Like I'm yeah. like I, I feed off of that. Like I, I I feed off of like the energy and it's just like I love being able to you know put on a show for people essentially. And there was not that uh, this time. But uh, at the end of the day, I knew everybody was watching at home. They put on a little pay per view for everybody, right. and actually ended up helping me because in the second round. Um, guy had me up against the cage, was pressing on me, and um, the round could have went either way because uh, I beat him up a little bit, and then he took me down. I got back up against the cage, and my coach yelled, he yelled, uh, he yelled, Mazada choke, Mazada choke, and I learned Mazada choke that morning, and I was wow. like, oh, it's right there, and I put it on, and I and I uh, almost choked him out at the end of the second round, so. That was it. I was able to steal that round just by putting that choke on. And then, um, and then, so I knew I had those first rounds in the bag. So the, the last round, I just basically all I needed to do was survive. But it was, uh, it was fun, man. It was, it was just a different experience for sure. Yeah. I mean, it, it's crazy. I mean, I guess like when you're going through, like you said, going through the training is the toughest part. It, it, picking up, picking it up pretty quickly is just, you gotta ha- you either have it or you don't. Do you think, or is it something? H- how can you explain like just picking up that your your coach um, yelling it and you just slapping it on the day that you used it, the I day mean, that you learned it, so to speak. I mean, fighting is ninety percent mental. I mean, you have to you can't go out there and and just start swinging like it's a it's a mental game. When you watch guys on TV, um, you know UFC, Bellator guys like they're they're in a chess game with their fists, you know, it's, it's not just, you know, you can't go out there and just swing because you're automatically, you know, at a 50, 50 chance to win or lose. Cause it's basically whoever gets a lucky shot. So you've got to be thinking on your feet 
and a lot of the uh, the shots that you see, you know, punches, kicks, chokes, whatever, they're all setups. Like they're, you know, you're setting somebody up, you're playing, you're, you're letting them make a mistake so that you play into their game. So um, the more and more I get better at fighting and the more and more I train, I start really, you know, understanding the game of fighting. It's almost like football where you're, you're, you know, it's run, 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 play action. You know, like that's how, that's kind of how it is where it's like, you know, I'll jab, I'll throw a jab and I'll throw another jab. I'll see how they react and I'll throw another jab. And if they start dipping their head a certain way, maybe I'll faint it. I'll fake a jab and then I'll throw a kick to where their head goes. You know, if they're slipping this way yeah. or kick that way. So it's all a chess game. Um, but at the end of the day, yeah, like when it's, it's all a mental game. I mean, anybody can do it. It's a very hard sport but um it's very difficult and if you're not up to the challenge if you, i mean playing football for army i will say helped me so much with with mma because mm-hmm. i mean they're very similar in, in in difficulty level different but like similar yeah yeah because you hear a lot of uh i go to sometimes i go to these army alumni golf outings and talk to grads from you know as late as the 50s some at times. And they say, well, you know, the, the toughest, my toughest four years were at West Point and it taught me so much. And, and they're in the, like the business sector now, you know, and they have their CEOs of major companies and some of these guys. And, and now you, you've kind of done, um, you kind of went to the the business side a little bit with a real estate, right? Talk about how you got in, how, how you got into that. I mean, that's coming from, you know, possibly being a future, uh, army soldier officer. Now you're, now you're selling, now you're selling real estate. How, how did you get, how did that come about? Yeah, it's pretty funny, man. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's quite the strange combination being an MMA fighter and then a, a real estate agent as well. It's like completely different sides of the spectrum, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, so I, I, uh, I had a buddy who, you know, uh, he got into real estate whenever he graduated high school, I went to high school with him. And, um, as soon as I left, he basically kind of took me under his wing and was like, Hey man, like whenever you get done with school or whatever you want to do, like I, you know, I'll get you into real estate. And so she showed me the ropes to it. And, um, I'm, you know, I love meeting new people and being able to develop those relationships. I'm not the type of guy that wants to like sit behind a desk all day. I like going out, meeting people. Um, like I said, like developing relationships and, um, that's just kind of the foundation that you need for, um, you know, being in real estate. And then, um, you know, over the last two years, I put the, uh, the, the work and the education into it. And, um, I've been doing pretty good in it. So nice. it's because it's so much different than West Point because West Point, you know, everything's so regimented. Like you're up at six and your schedule's laid out for you. With MMA and real estate, both of those lines of work are all, you know, up to you. Like I make my yeah. own schedule. Like yeah. if I, like, you know, I never have like a set schedule. Everything's always fluid. And, you know, I have to be disciplined to, to, you know, Hey, I'm going to go to practice at 10 today because I have, a, you know, I have to show a house at six or seven and I got to get this done throughout the day, you know, so it keeps me on my toes a little bit, but, um, so it's, um, it's a lot different, but, um, I really enjoy it, man. I love it. Uh, it's probably what I want to do for the rest of my life. What? So, um, you know, with those two lines of work, man, we'll, uh, we'll see where life takes me, but, um, I love doing both of them and I love, I enjoyed what I do. So, yeah, I guess back on the MMA track here, um, 
maybe maybe we're uh, looking ahead a little bit, but is there somebody that you either pattern your fighting style after, or is there somebody that is a dream fight for you that maybe down the road you can see yourself, uh, you know, if everything works out and you do turn pro that that can, you know, is there, is there a guy out there that you like to like to either pattern your fighting style after or want to fight? Um, as far as like my fighting style, one of my favorite fighters is Rob Whitaker. He's just like, he reminds me a lot of myself and I studied abroad in Australia for a while. So I got to know him. I met him and, uh, uh, great guy, like super awesome guy. And, um, like he reminds me just a lot of myself, like, like, you know, just really just works hard and is super, he's, he's the most explosive fighter I think I've ever watched. Like he can just explode into his shots and um, I kind of like formulated my fighting style off of that because uh, I'm, I'm pretty good at being able to like explode in and out. Uh, I'm not like super tall, super lanky, like um, for my weight. I know I used to be big. I'm not big anymore. I'm a little skinny now, but he's just, he's very like quick and agile and explosive. And, um, and he's just a hardworking dude. And I, that's kind of like where I, I watch a lot of his film to try to like formulate and emulate his kind of fighting style and um, a future fight, man. I don't really look too far into the future, man. I just, I just wake up tomorrow and try to be a little bit better than I was yesterday. So um, we'll see what happens. Um, Hopefully life presents uh, opportunities for me in the future like that. And, you know, I could, I could start, you know, calling people out, but right now, man, I'm just, I'm just trying to get this much better than I was yesterday, you know? What, so your next fight is in three weeks, you said? No, no. Oh, when's your, do you know when your next fight is? Or uh, I don't know. I have no clue. Okay, gotcha. Uh, probably, uh, it depends. I mean, it's tough, to, it's tough to be able to determine with this. With the whole coronavirus thing going on, it's very tough right now to put on local promotions because you have uh, these local promotions that put on amateur fights, and they don't make money on pay-per-views like UFC or Bellator would, they just make money off ticket sales. And if you can't have people in a crowd, it's really hard. Like this last promotion got this thing off by the skin of their teeth and they lost a lot of money doing it. So um, it's going to be very hard for them to do it again. I don't think they will. So it'll be when things get back to normal. And like, I'm cool with that because I want to fight in front of fans. Like that's, that's all I want to do. Yeah. Are you, are do you only fight out of Philadelphia or can you look for fights outside of your area? Pittsburgh. Uh, Pitt, Pitt, Pittsburgh. I'm sorry. Right, right. How I got that wrong? Come on, man. <laughs> Let, let's stop the podcast right now, Cole. Yeah. That one, you know. Come on. Um, yeah. So, is it just Pittsburgh area, or can you go to other places to fight? I can't. I can go to other places to fight. Um, my, uh, it's it, it'll just be a little bit. It, it's a little bit tougher for me. There's a lot more that. Um, there's a lot more bridges to cross whenever it comes to like fighting in different areas, and it's a little bit tougher. But I could theoretically do it. Um, I like fighting local, though. Like, it's just yeah. it's easy. You know, everybody's able to watch. Um, but, you know, if I was really in a rush to get this thing kick-started, um, I would go fight somewhere else. But right now, like, I'm just – I'm waiting on things to open back up and be able to uh, fight in front of fans because I want to do at least one more local, local amateur fight so I can fight in front of all my – friends and family before I go pro and start fighting all over the country. Nice. Nice. 
I think we're going to have a, uh, a special uh, drop-in guest here soon for you. One of your brothers is going to show up. Jimmy so Hammer? G- give it a second. I, this was meant to be a surprise. So, you know, we'll, we'll see if he uh, – I saw it. I saw it on the uh, the the podcast. What say? What's good? What's good? <laughs> How we doing? What's up, brother? How you doing? I'm living, bro. I'm living. Doing some Christmas festivities with the family, so I was a little late. Yeah, it's all good, bro. Man, you missed a lot, James. Missed a lot. We talked about Cole's two uh, glorious two years at West Point. So, oh yeah, we're getting that. Yeah, we were talking about uh, the, uh, the, uh, the 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 ba- band. I thought you guys were a band. I really thought when I was covering you guys, I thought you guys were a band. I thought you played the drums. Cole played the guitar and song, but I, I guess I had that one. I guess I had that wrong. So, I mean, you weren't far off, to be honest. <laughs> we're about as close to a band as non-musical guys can get. J- James, James has tried to play guitar. Uh, That's true. And uh, and let's just say that it's a good thing we're not in a band. Gotcha, James. Uh, talking to Cole a little bit about his move to MMA. I mean. What is it like to see one of your brothers go out there and you know put all on the line of the cage um, and just kind of follow him and how he's doing with a with a career that wasn't you know uh, West Point or Army football? It's fun to see, dude. I mean, obviously, um, put in the words of my dad last night. My dad was like, we were actually talking about Cole because we were talking about MMA. He was asking how your fight went recently, and he, I mean, he just stated he's like, it doesn't matter what Cole's going to do, like he's going to succeed he's going to be successful in whatever he does. Cause that's just, I mean, that's kind of the personality he has. And I think the things that he pulled from West point were in line with that. So um, it's fun to see it in, in, um, in motion now more than anything. So I form, I got to get to a fight, but Lord knows that it's not easy to do right now. So yeah, right. we'll figure it out. Whatever, whatever COVID's over, we'll, we'll get in there and watch some fights. Nice. Uh, yeah, it was just um, talking to, talking to uh, Cole about you guys' days and how you guys kind of came up together and just that group. You guys were pretty tight guys. And just to, you know, have that com- kind of camaraderie at West Point, sometimes you need a group, right, Cole and James? Sometimes you need a group like that to get you through some of the tough days at West Point, right? You guys have fun is, fun is not really encouraged at West Point, it seems, sometimes, right? I mean, but you guys seem to have, you know, when you could – not take it as seriously as maybe, yeah. you know, so. I mean, yeah, I think that was kind of, I mean, because most of, we pretty much all went to prep together. So we got an extra year together, but like, I mean, Cole admitted to like our whole friend group is just refuses to like do something and not have fun. It's basically <laughs> just against our own laws for lack of better terms. And um, so, I mean, any, any moment we got to like go out and enjoy ourselves or like, make the most of a situation we'd get together and go do something and just enjoy it because I mean, you have to especially when you're there no doubt i think one of my favorite parts of a uh, maybe your four years james there was was did you have like a missing water bottle or something like that that you were looking yeah. for <laughs> shout out to brett van buren <laughs> our, our army barstool page saved me there but yeah i had a, a hydro flask i bought which i was pretty fired up about because those are pretty solid pieces of equipment and uh yeah i lost it one day and he put out a distress signal for about i don't know it was like a month or two we were searching for it wow and then uh yeah somebody somebody found it and uh went and picked it up and it was back 
No, I lost it again a couple months ago. Hey, uh, whatever. Seventy fourteen over Houston or finding the the water bottle. What's the the bigger moment at West Point? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. The water bottle <laughs> is monumental. There's a lot of a lot of moving parts in that. Got gotcha. a lot of people by my side through it. How um how close have you guys been following the team and uh you know the this, especially over the weekend when you, your team goes nine and two and they're still looking for a bowl bowl game. Um, how much were you guys following it and I guess how happy are you are to see them get a bowl game and James and Cole. I mean, West Virginia is no joke. That's a good, that's a pretty good matchup, but yeah, that's, I think a lot better than it would have been at the, um, you know, the independence bowl in Shreveport. So, I mean, I think that West Virginia was be a good matchup. Yeah. I, um, I mean, I've been following them as close as I could this year. Um, been watching the games and everything. And obviously like I, I was good buddies with John Radigan when he was, uh, when I was at school with him. And so I loved, seeing him kind of getting his time to shine and he's balling out and he's phenomenal right now. So um, I texted him a couple of times over the last couple of weeks, just wishing good luck and chit chatting about what's going on. And, um, but yeah, I'm fired up for him. That's electric that they actually got a game because a couple cards fell and they, uh, they persevered. So hopefully they'll make the most of it. That should be a good bowl game. Does it surprise you about Radigan and his season? I mean, he's a guy who I always saw at practice work his tail off, and yeah, I think he no. deserves everything he gets. So yeah, absolutely. I, I'm not surprised at all. He's one of those guys. He's kind of he's just an athlete, really. Um, he just knows how to play football, um, and I, you know, I've kind of known that. And especially when he came to school, watching his high school tape, like he was obviously a phenomenal football player. So finally seeing him uh, bear the fruits. Um, is is great to see, and I'm fired up for him. Gotcha. It's weird. It's weird for me because I don't know anybody that's playing anymore. Yeah. I'm so used to like, like sitting on my couch, like just absolutely going fucking bananas when Jimmy Hammersticks gets gets a sack, and you know now I like don't know anybody, so it's like not as like you know is is crazy as it it usually is for me, but at the same time, like I'll you know forever be an Army football fan. Oh, for sure. And, you know, I love just watching him succeed. And and um, Coach Munkin's just, you know, he's he's one of, like, the – I think the, like, best football coaches in the country, if not the best. And just – he just has, like, a very rare ability to get people to just buy into the program and just say, let's go. And he's just such an awesome dude to uh, be able to play for. So, um, you know, we always uh, – we always cheer them on, and so we're super excited, and we're just happy that that uh, that they got the chance to oh yeah in a bowl game because you know I didn't really understand kind of the whole deal of why that wasn't a thing at first, but um, I'm just happy that they're able to do so now. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, it looks like some teams were ducking; they want to play a triple option. You know, I guess some you teams, that, right? I guess some teams were ducking, and you know, I also think that um. Yeah, this defense is pretty good this year too, James and Cole. I yeah. mean, I don't think that. Yeah, I mean that. Add add to that, you know, they just don't want to play Army. I mean, not just the offense. I think part of it's I mean, the defense. Yeah. They're legit. Like, I mean, they're a legit defense. I don't care if you want to talk about like not having a power schedule or anything. I'm like these guys. Like the defense just makes plays. Like you you saw it in Navy. They stopped them when they needed to, shut them out completely, and then. Air Force, they needed that pick to get the ball back to score the game-winning drive or just to stop in general, but just snag the ball again. And it's, I mean, they're legit. They ball out, and I love it. It's fun to see the boys flying around, just making plays. James, yeah, not, 
best defensive player I've ever watched play football in my entire life. He's better than every single Steelers linebacker right now, so they should give him a call. That'd be tight. Yeah. I'm retired. Yeah. I was going to add, you know, I've been watching lately. Uh, you see it on, you, you see it on uh, Twitter a lot is the I want to fight Jeff Munkin video. Yeah. And James, you were in the forefront of the one. I guess that was after the Temple win, right? Or was that after the um, was, Eastern Michigan? I think it was Temple. It was when we played Temple at home in like 2018. Yeah, they had – Kelvin came off the bench. Kelvin came off yeah. the bench. Yeah. And just started slinging it down the field. That was nasty. <laughs> you know so what? Yeah, I, I think it was that game. Yeah, I think that version of I Want to Fight was a little bit better than this year's version of I Want to Fight. Yeah, That's just my personal opinion. But that, that – one, I mean, yeah, I didn't see this year's version, but all I know is that locker room was on fire when we were in there. Everybody was just through the roof. Because, there's, I mean, there's nothing more exciting than winning, like, a game last second like that. And Temple was a good team that year. So it was, um, that's fun. I love it. But yeah, they had, they had Munkin on uh pardon my take today. Yeah. And they, they played that clip and they were talking about that with him. Oh, I got to watch it, dude. I, I saw, I saw they had him on there. I, uh, I, I have been very reluctant to, to listen to part of my take, especially whenever the Steelers lose because yeah. they get on them. But then I saw they had Munkin on, so I got to check that out. Yeah, yeah. No, that was that was electric. Barstool has been all over Army football for the last couple of days because of uh, I mean they they recognized that they got uh shafted when it came to the bowl game, and so they were trying to help out. Portnoy tweeted he was like, uh, he was like he said he'd fund a bowl game or something like that just to get them to play. All they need is an opponent. So could you have was, seen that? You think could you have seen like the Barstool Sports Bowl or uh, something oh, like that? Dude, for sure, I bet they'd do it. Um. I mean, they'll do anything. They all they want to do is they want sports and want to have fun, and yeah. they make it happen. So, I love it. You know, love you look bar. at all the you look at all the bowl games and the sponsors. Why not have like a barstool sports bowl and have Army get the bowl tied? I'd rather yeah. see Army get a bowl tied at uh, the barstool sports bowl than, with all due respect, I'm sorry, I'm probably gonna ruin some relationships here, but the Independence Bowl. You know, I yeah. rather see them get, every year Army plays in the Barstool Sports Bowl. Not the yeah. military bowl, not the Independence Bowl, not the Armed Forces Bowl, you know. Why not? Especially man? if you got like like Big Cat and uh what's his name to go do the uh the announcing or something. That would just be a great time. Dude, I am I am all for the Barstool Sports Army football collab. Like it just makes 100%. all the sense in the world. And I just I, I'm all, I'm all for it. Like, like there's no there's no other football team in the entire country that epitomizes like football than Army football. Yeah, and Barstool Sports is all about it. I mean, they had video on earlier in the year. Yeah, uh, they After you took that headbutt. I just wish I, I wish I would have been there when Barstool was all over Army football because I would have somehow ended up on their podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. I would have made, I would have made, I would have figured it out. I mean, I got I figured out a way to get an article oh. written about me uh <laughs> saying Trump was the re- I was the reason Trump got elected, so I would have ended up on Barcel too. Phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you look at man, I just you you that was probably one of the is that one of the highlights of the season, not when VD took that headbutt and like didn't go down. And I mean that I, I forgot about that to be honest with you. Mike Johnson, you know. <laughs> we were watching that live and I think I was with like my girlfriend and I think I was with Andy Davidson's girlfriend when he was in Ranger still. And uh, she was like, did you see that? And I was like, no, what happened? And um, we couldn't rewind it because we were at a, at a bar watching it. But um, 
hop on Twitter immediately, and it was yeah. everywhere. So he yeah. got full guy of the week, I think, for that. As that, he should. Yeah, that was that. No, no, no doubt went viral as did uh, the news this week, and it's good. I mean, you guys, I'm guessing, will be somewhere around the TV on New Year's Eve watching the watching them against West Virginia. Or? For sure, absolutely. Is that New Year's Eve they play? New Year's Third, Eve, four o'clock. Four o'clock. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll be watching it. I'm going down to uh, I'm going down oh, to yeah. Texas to hang out with Schaefer and Max Regan. We're getting three of the ten band members back together. So, mm-hmm. yeah, my podcast host Steve Anderson is going to be in attendance football. there. The former linebacker, he's going to be in attendance for the game. So that's pretty cool. They just announced tickets today. Uh, I think oh, seventy. Yeah, they have tickets. Um, seventy-five huh. to ninety-five dollars are tickets, and. Uh, you know, they're only going to fill about 20% of the stadium, which is about 12,000 people. But, you know, yeah. they're playing West Virginia. West Virginia, I don't know. I think Army will have a good – I've seen – James, what was it like playing down in Armed Forces Bowl? There were a lot of Army fans down there, no doubt, right? Oh, yeah. They swarm. That's the thing, dude. Army football fans travel. because I mean, we have – think about it. Like, old grads in every base across the United States, like, there's – there's people everywhere that, especially you have a bowl game somewhere nobody lives, like they'll travel and go watch it. What else, you know, is there to do? So, yeah, they yeah, Army I mean, fans travel well, which I greatly appreciate. You you gave them certainly a lot to uh, yell and scream about that game, man. Holy cow, that's one of the best performances I've seen by an Army defensive player in in my lifetime. So you should have seen me in my living room, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was. A ball of energy. I was so I was so yeah, hyped. I couldn't believe what I was watching. That was crazy. Funny. Yeah, it was. A but I could believe I could believe it though because I was waiting for a game. Me and James started playing uh, together at prep school, and we I was I was the Will linebacker, and he was the Mike linebacker, and mm-hmm. I would just let this dude make every tackle. <laughs> I was like, James is he? He's good. He's good enough for both of us. I'm just gonna hang out here. I made I a couple of plays here and there, but like. Like to this day, like still like one of the best players I've ever I've ever uh, had the pleasure of of playing with, and so it was uh, it was a lot of fun. And so whenever like he went out and did his thing his senior year, like I wasn't surprised at all. But that that performance in the bowl game, that I mean, like what did you have? Four sacks, three forced fumbles, something like um, that. Yeah, that was that was pretty that was pretty impressive, bro. Crazy. <laughs> no, I was just thinking when it gets back to normal, Cole, you need uh James in your corner, man. You need James in your corner, <laughs> oh, man. One of, these, one of these fights. James James surprisingly to 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 everybody's surprise is like a pretty calm dude. I need somebody like rowdy. I need someone to get me like slap me in the face. James is too Please. nice. He won't he won't hit me. He won't like get me going. <laughs> <laughs> like, like as big and as like intimidating as he is, like he's a big softy. So <laughs> he could come and sit in attendance. <laughs> front row, he only gets front row seats. He can't get in the corner, huh? He can sit in the corner, like behind my coaches, that like could get me go. Like, but you know, nothing against you, James. But you know, you know that you're, you're, uh, okay. you got a soft side. Yeah, and I do too. But when I'm in the cage, I need, I need some, some. Oh yeah, you need a, some height. Awesome flowing. You know, so is that Schaefer? Is that Schaefer in your corner, or who is that? <laughs> I think so. Did you, I, I don't know if you've seen my my second fight. Schaefer was able to make it, and uh, and 
there was like a dull moment in the fight where like I was just on top of him, like looking for my entry to like choke him out or whatever. And Schaefer just like stood up in the middle of the fight. He's like, let's go. Like screaming at the top of his lungs, like, like choke him out. Like he's, yeah, he's my biggest fan. But so yeah, if I had to pick one, I would probably say Schaefer is the guy to be. Uh, Schaefer is a great hype man. Yeah. 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 Schaefer and Chandler probably. Um, but uh, but James is the first guy I go up to after the fight and drink a beer with. There you As go. You yeah, Budweiser nice. for the boys. Happy buds. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, I'm glad I was able to get you guys together tonight. Really appreciate both of your times and uh, great catching up, Cole and James. Great catching up with both of you guys, and uh, you know maybe we can do it again down the road. Maybe when you get to fighting again, Cole. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm always free, dude. Anytime. I'll uh I'll have to have you on my podcast next. What do you say? Oh yeah, you got one going too. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't even plug it. Please plug it before we go, man. <laughs> hey, hey, go go listen to the oddcast. The O D D C A S T. Just like the podcast, drop the P, the oddcast. Uh we talk about football. We talk about what's going on in the world. It's me and my brother. And uh you can find it on Spotify. It's a good time. If you want a little laugh, go check her out. It's a good time. Yeah. Awesome, it is. Man. We have fun doing it, man. We're going to do it tomorrow. Christmas Eve special. Oh, yeah. Yep. There you go. I'll, I'll be tuning in for that, no doubt, man. Love to see uh, you. Yep. Hey, appreciate you guys again. Thanks a lot. And uh, this was a great, great uh, Black Knight Nation podcast. We'll, we're on all the platforms that, at, like Cole's podcast is. And uh, we're, we're, we're just about chomping out the bit for that uh, that Liberty Bowl game next week, next weekend. Right. So uh, thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it. Hey, sure. thanks, Sal. Appreciate you having me on. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you guys. Appreciate it, Sal. Take care. See you, James. Welcome to the Black Knight Nation podcast, your source for the latest information about your Army Black Knights with your host, Sal Interdonato.